Well, Jesse, we're super excited to have you on the show today. I love meeting with people and having people on the show that I know personally and that I've worked with personally and that I have a great connection with. So for all the people who don't know you very well, Jesse, let's start with a little bit about where you came from and you know how you got into sales. Yeah, absolutely. First off, thank you for having me on here, Joe. Um, yeah, like a little bit about me. I was born in California, raised in Arizona. Um, after high school was just trying to do what probably everybody was doing, go to community college, but really had no like clear direction of where, where I was going to, um, you know, take my degree and yeah. like what kind of career I was going to, um, get into. I did was there, take action. Was there anything specific in school that you enjoyed? Was there like, did you have a favorite subject or were you in sports or? Yeah, I actually took a law enforcement class my senior year and, um, I, I think like my first or second semester of college, I finally decided, okay, I'm going to do law enforcement. So really went to school to be um, a police officer, officer Jesse. I like it. Um, All right. So you, you did that and you initially got into that. You, it sounds like you developed a interest of that in high school. What, what was it that made you start thinking you might want to be in law enforcement? Yeah, it was a very hands-on class. Like we actually got to tour the jails. Um, they would, they even brought like a dog to the school and we put on those like arm things. And um, I got bit by a dog, not literally, but with my, the arm thing. Yeah. Um, and, and like the TV shows, like CSI, like it all seemed really cool. Um, but going to college, a lot of my teachers were like divorced. They were in counseling. Um, and I mean, I, I personally can't even look at like dead animals on the side of the road. So really quick figure that wasn't going to be the route that I wanted to take. Um, okay. So you, you knew criminal justice wasn't it. And at this point you're in community college. So you're around 19, you're trying to find yourself and you're trying to figure it out. So what'd you do next? Um, so I'd always been very passionate about like sports and um, through my high school through high school. And, um, after call or after high school, I was not in sports. So, uh, my track teacher started training women in bikini competitions. So I did three shows. And then, um, after, you know, I kind of was like, I'm not going to take on law enforcement. I wanted to become a nutritionist. And, um, yeah, that's kind of where I went through my Herbalife venture through my bikini competitions and um, decided, or I discovered that uh, nutritionists don't make a lot of money. And that was very yeah. discouraging. So I quit that as well. And that's when I actually dropped out of community college. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people go through that. I know for me, I had a similar story where, you know, in high school, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but everybody's like, well, you got to go to college for something. You got to pick something and go do something. And so for me, I was like, well, I like to cook, I guess. So I'll go be a chef. And I went to culinary school for that. But I came to the same conclusion is like, yeah, it's very fun. And I'm passionate about it. But I'm also passionate about being able to pay my bills on time and being able to enjoy my life and be in a position of financial strength. So then you start to 
you know, you start to develop doubts and start to be at least open to something else, something better. So for you, you were doing bikini competitions, you were doing bodybuilding and, and all of that. What was that like? How many years did you do that for? Um, I did three shows back to back. Um, so probably like almost a full year. But through that process, like I had learned so much about like discipline. And I think that that really helped me up until today, just like those sacrifices I had to make during that time. It was a very powerful time in my life. Um, I kind of really, I was going through uh, my first breakup and um, just, re just really discovering who Jesse was. And I was very isolated from the world because I, I couldn't be going out and partying and doing all those things. I had to, you know, focus on that. So it was a really important time in my life where um, I think it really developed a lot of who I am today. Yeah. I think, you know, a lot of successful people have at least periods in their life where they take their fitness really seriously. Um, they might not end up doing competitions. They might not end up making a career out of it. But I know for me, same thing. It's taught me a ton about discipline in my diet and discipline in going to work out. And like you said, removing yourself from situations where people are out partying and doing things that don't contribute to their health. So I'm sure yeah. even though that's not your career, that's not how you're making your money now, I'm sure that was really impactful for you to to spend a period of your life taking your fitness so seriously. So Absolutely. do you find anything that you still use today from that period of your life? Um, I think a lot. Like, I think it's like if I'm going to do something, I'm I can put my head down and like really lock in and do something um, for, you know, whether it's 30 days, like production months, for example. Um, yeah, I think just overall the discipline taught me a lot. So learning how to be disciplined enough to do a uh, bikini competition, even years later, is still paying off for you because you're using that discipline now to, in sales to make money. So Exactly. Yep. That's awesome. All right. So once you realized that, you know, bikini competitions wasn't uh, and fitness wasn't going to be and nutrition wasn't going to be like your career, what was the next step for you? So that is where I dropped out of community college. Um, I was working at Starbucks and a restaurant serving and I had my first serving job. One night of serving, I made what I would make in a paycheck at Starbucks. So no, no brainer. I quit Starbucks, uh, went full into serving. And um, I, I mean, I lived a very great life at like 1920, had my own apartment, um, was paying my bills. Um, but I lacked a lot of vision in my life. Um, and I got to a point where I was very comfortable and complacent. So, um, fell into the kind of like a, a rut, I would say, like I wasn't really shooting for anything. I had no goals. I was just literally waking up, going day by day, going to work, going to the gym, going to work, going to the gym. And, um, I stumbled upon a regular and he was actually opening up brokerage for real estate. And he said, I'll pay for your licensing. Um, go take your exam. Once you pass, come work with me. And I think that was like the first mentor I ever actually came across and uh, that believed in me. And um, I went and took my exam and I passed. That's awesome. So you got to a point where serving, you were making good money. You just didn't really know where that was going. That was mm -hmm. kind of just 
you know, something that was a dead end for you. You didn't really see a future there, but real estate really stuck out to you. And so I'm sure you've been approached by a lot of different guys about different opportunities over the years and stuff like that. But what really stuck out to you about this specific person saying, I think you'd be great for real estate? I think when everyone sees real estate, it looks very appealing on the outside. Um, But once I got my exam and I started real estate, it was nothing that I would have ever imagined it to be. Um, However, though, it did, again, this, I believe I got into real estate because when I started uh, my insurance job, it was, it like prepped me for insurance, basically. Okay. And we figured out what you learned from, you know, bodybuilding and nutrition and fitness. So real estate was the next chapter. And what were your biggest takeaways from your, your brief stint in real estate? So what did you learn from that? It's a grind. And um, I was putting forth so much effort with little results and it became very, I I felt very defeated through the process, something that I was really excited about. And I was putting in all the work to see very little results or progress. So just over time, I noticed that I wasn't putting in um, the same work ethic. But what I did take from it that really helped me in insurance is, you know, the door knocking Um, the cold calling, the working the weekends, uh, working for yourself. So it really like laid the foundation. So when I did get into insurance, it was like a very, it was a seamless transition almost. Um, Yeah. So you developed some of the hustle. You learned how to be fearless, how to talk to clients, how to mm -hmm. close some sales. I'm sure you closed a few sales, even though you, you know, didn't end up doing it super long term. But you got to feel for what it's like to be self-employed and to be grinding and hustling consistently, right? Yep, absolutely. Awesome. All right. Well, once you did finally get into insurance, which you've been incredibly successful at, and I love working with you on so many different occasions, but once you did get into insurance, um, what was that experience like? How did you hear about insurance? Um, I was working with townhomes at the time. Our brokerage was was selling a big townhome. So I was there every Saturday. My really good friend uh, did a day in um, the field doing life insurance and told me that their trainer made like $3,000 that day. And my first deal in real estate probably took me about six or seven months and I made $6,000 in commission. So that to me, I was like, where do I sign up? How do I enroll? I didn't even have an interview with the insurance um, company I work with now. Um, I literally asked how to sign up for my study materials. I signed up and I started studying like right away. So before you even knew who you'd be working with or what the company was about or anything, you were just like, well, if, if somebody's making that kind of money in insurance, then insurance is where I need to be. Sign me up. Yep. I didn't question it. <laughs> Nothing. I, I didn't even know they were driving in the field in people's homes, what products they were selling. I just said, like, if they can do it, I can do it. I just wow. need the vehicle. That's awesome. Okay. So then once you did get introduced to David and, and your other mentors and everybody now, what was that process like? How did you meet them? 
Yeah, I went into a Monday meeting and we played AOTV. And I just see everybody in the office that's around me on their 4,000, 3,000, 6,000. And I was just like, uh, like, I was just really excited. Okay, like, I'm, I'm all in. And um, I got to sit down with David Carpenter. And um, this, like, is where, like, things just changed for me. And um, drastically, as he had sat down with me and he said, like, what's your 10-year vision? He said, close your eyes. You, if money didn't matter and you can have anything in the world, write it down. Like, what, what would you have? And I never thought big, like smallest things for me was like, I just want to pay my bills this month. It'd be really nice to have like uh, a Jeep, like little things, a house on, on the ocean. And, um, but he challenged me to ex like expand my vision. And then he laid out the compensation. And then right there, I was like, I can achieve all these things if I really just put my head down and, and I have faith and I believe. So he basically met with you, and David's incredible. Me and you both work very closely with David on a lot of stuff. And he basically said, what do you want? And then he just showed you how you could get there using this as the vehicle, right? Yeah, that's perfect. That's awesome. And you, did, you talked a few times about how vision was something that you really didn't have before. You know, when you were working in nutrition or, you know, right out of high school, you, you were always competent. You were always doing well in whatever position you were in at the time. You were always probably the top person at, you know, when you were doing law enforcement and, and uh, I guarantee you were the top employee at Starbucks and all those different things, but you didn't really have vision for where you were going from there. And that's something now you become really, really passionate about is always making sure you've got a vision. So Let's share some tips on that. I'm sure there's a lot of people listening who are at that spot where they're doing fine, they're getting by, but they don't really have a vision for where they're going from here. So how would you recommend that people start to develop that kind of vision for themselves? Yeah, I grew up with like no leadership development, no, no, like really mentors. Um, so a good place to start is really identify what it is that you want in your life, like your dream life, even if it sounds absolutely insane to a bunch of people, but really identify that and, um, you know, find a mentor or find someone who has what you want and copy and paste, do everything they say, show up as a student. Um, but I think it all starts with you first, like identifying what that dream life looks like. Podcasts are really important, obviously, as we're on one. Uh, reading books. <laughs> Um, like conferences, YouTube, like everything is at your fingertips on your phone. Like if you want any yep. information, you can literally just go find it. So just do whatever you do got to do to consume positive content. It's available everywhere. Podcasts, books, the right movies, the right things on social media, just actively be looking for positive content to consume and that's going to make sure that you're, you know, you're on the right diet mentally. Uh, you're, you're taking in the right kind of stuff mentally. Okay. And then once people do develop uh, a vision, a clear understanding of what they want, what's kind of the next step for them once they've decided on what they want? You have to like buy all the way in, burn all the boats, commit, like come up with a 
10-year plan, work work it backwards, and you, you have to be very disciplined. And again, be a student. Like, forget everything you learned prior. Come in with an open mind, ready to learn, and um, just just do what your mentor says. Like, I, like, Joe, you worked really hard to create a blueprint so people have an easier route to get where you are. Um, so that's my mentor as well, David Carpenter. So I just I'm, I listen to what he says and I don't ask questions. And um, because of that, I've we've built a really good relationship. And, um, you know, a mentor doesn't choose you. A mentee doesn't choose a mentor like they find each other. And through the, the great work that we've done together, um, you know, we've been able to work really well and achieve a lot and help a lot of people. So. Yeah. So once you've once you've developed that vision, basically find somebody else who knows how to get there, who's either there right now or they've proven that they can get there like you found David and then like tap into that student mentality right away and figure out, all right, how did David get there? What did he do his first couple months, his first year? How did he make it to where he wants to go? That's awesome. And then let's talk a little bit about that. You've been so you've been in insurance killing it now for how many years have you been in insurance five years as of last month all right five years last month and what was like your first six months or so like how did that go when i say (laughs) be a student um yes the the whole first year was student mentality and um a lot of personal growth in those six months And I noticed when I look back at my first six months, it wasn't really about getting the business down. It was more of me fighting old habits and um, relearning a lot of things and being introduced to a lot of situations I've never been into, a lot of adversity, basically. And um, me just learning to overcome those and day by day learning and growing from that you know, I started to actually finally see results after six months. So um, I didn't have training structures like we do now or really like a mentor, like my mentor was um, starting off where I was too. So I was being resourceful, like um, reaching out to people who were getting the results. And again, student mentality, taking notes and just going and applying right away. And again, I didn't see massive results fast but it was a lot of things I had to work on personally to get there and actually have those results. Now, I know for you, you've had several really big months in sales. I've been there for a couple of them, uh, but you've had months where you've made $30,000, probably even more when you count your agency income from the team that you've built. Uh, So what are those production months like where you really go big? What What do those mean to you? Yeah, those months are all about breakthroughs, really testing yourself, your limits and what you're capable of, Um, putting your blinders on, just fully focused to see what you can go and achieve. And those months to me are very impactful for, you know, my agency, my team, Um, being in the grits, the grinds with them and just like having a lot of fun and showing what's ultimately possible when you really focus for 30 to 40 days. Definitely. And so for let's talk about your first ever really big breakthrough month, Um, because that breakthrough is important, whether people are in 
insurance or real estate or whatever, um, I'm sure that there's so many people out there that have achieved some marginal level of success, but they're just thinking, how do I get to the next level? How do I have that breakthrough month? So do you remember what your first breakthrough month was like and, and how you really pushed through those mental barriers? Yeah, I remember like it was yesterday. Um, is it okay if I kind of break down the story? Absolutely. So I uh, went to Tucson for a road trip, went 0 for 22, uh, basically left the business. David said, let's just do one more, one more road trip. So thank goodness for David. Went to uh, New Mexico, but keep in mind, um, I wasn't able to pay my rent. I couldn't pay my registration. I had Shree McCarty drive behind me all the way to New Mexico because I was afraid I was going to get pulled over. Um, went to New Mexico. I was the first person out of the house, last one to come home. I worked my butt off because I knew like, this is it. If I, if I don't make money and I go home, I'm, I don't even know I'm going to pay my bills. So ooh, the story makes me emotional. Um, wrote 14 K that week. And I remember sitting in the back of David's car and I think we were driving to dinner the night before we were leaving and 6,000 was deposited in my account. And I was like bawling my eyes out. Cause I was like, this is so life changing. But that was like a pivotal moment. And that's honestly what kept me in the career. So, so you were at a spot where you didn't pay rent the month before your registration was expired. You were, you were at the end of the line there and your mentor reached out and said, you know what, let's just, let's just give it one more shot. Let's go all in. I'm sure he would have been willing to give it multiple more shots, but he, he knew that you probably only had one more shot in you at that point, but you agreed to it. So why did you agree to it? You were, I mean, so many people at that point would give up and would say, no, I can't do this. I've been trying. It's not working. I'm not paying. I can't pay my bills. I can't renew my registration. I'm driving around illegally. Like what, what, what let you believe in yourself that one more time? It really was just the mentorship and like David literally grabbed me and reassured me and, you know, was there for me. And then the community too, of everyone, like, come on, Jesse, like you can do it. And without all of that support, like if I was just isolated and alone, yeah, it would have been very easy to give up. But having all these people that actually cared about me saying like, I will drive behind you. You can stay in our Airbnb. Like I'll help you with food this week. Like having that support, I was like, okay, I have nothing to lose. Like, why not go try it? And I'm going to prove to all them that it's worth their time because they're all making sacrifices for me. And yeah, it it definitely paid off. So you knew you were in the right place with the right people. You decided to give it one more shot. And that week you worked your butt off and you got paid six grand in commissions for that week. So I'm sure that that drive home was awesome because then you're like, all right, I'm going to renew my registration. I'm going to pay my rent. I'm going to fill the fridge with groceries. How did that feel? Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Breakthrough. That's awesome. Massive breakthrough. And it's kind of like when you are, when your back's up against, against the wall like that, like some people fold and some people come out. And I always like tell people now, and I'm grateful I went through that story because I've seen so many people in the same position and let and allow it to create like 
it allows them to tap into the best version of themselves, someone they've never even seen within themselves. So um, it, it, it can be a beautiful thing for a lot of people if they allow it to be. Yeah, because now you're at a spot where you're training and mentoring a lot of people. So I'm sure you come across people that get into a similar situation where they're really strapped for cash and they really just need somebody to believe in them one more time and convince them to just give it one more go of 110% effort. So incredible. So let's talk a little bit about that. Um, Now that you've mastered sales and me and you always talk about how we've never mastered it, we're always improving. But now that you've had some really big successful months, what's been like your best month so far of income in the insurance industry? Um, a little over 65,000. 65 grand in a single month. Yeah. Damn. Had you ever made that in a year before insurance? No, actually. Um, no. <laughs> oh, no, before insurance. Absolutely not. No. In insurance. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. So you made 65 grand, your best month ever. And me and you are working and you're working with your mentor, David, constantly on beating that freaking consistently. So you're going to be getting even higher this year, next year. And now that you're really at a spot where you're training and mentoring a lot of newer people, um, what do you enjoy about training and mentoring new people that are interested in getting into insurance? It's like the beauty of taking someone like average, like me or like you, Joe, and, you know, same thing that, you know, David did for me and, you know, planning, helping them with their vision, helping them with their goals and, you know, showing them what's possible and helping them master skills so that they can teach people and create generational wealth for their future, their family. I mean, there's just so much to love about it and um, helping people overall is like what fuels me, like fills my cup, makes me feel really, really good, you know? That's awesome. And you've worked a couple different sales positions in insurance and outside of insurance. So why do you think insurance is the best opportunity for somebody who wants to build a business or be in sales? Like what, what keeps you here? Yeah, real estate prior was, um, you know, we had to invest a lot of not like invest a lot in the business and um, time and little reward, unfortunately, not for everyone, my my personal situation. Um, But also, you know, I I got to see our company go from infield to virtual. And I think I have like a whole different respect for the company and I'm a lot more grateful for it. Because, yeah, I did have to invest when we were in the field when I started here in insurance. And I did have to um, invest with gas, food, Airbnbs. And now I literally sit at home, pure profit business. I don't pay for resources. I don't pay for gas. I don't, all I pay for is my rent and everything else I want to do. And I get to build a business from the comfort of my home with my two cats and the safety of my home. And I now live in Florida. So, um, also, you know, the passive income, uh, residual income, 
every, you know, family I get to protect, I, I get paid on that for the life of the policy. And when something happens to me, it goes down to my family, my kids, things like that. So there's just a lot to be excited for when, when it comes to like the longevity of the company and being a lot. Well, that's incredible. And you're doing so good. You're doing so good. I've loved watching your journey. And I've never worked directly with Jesse, guys, but Jesse's had such an incredible energy about her. And I could always tell that she she just constantly has that student mentality where she wants to get better and better and better every single month and every single year. And I've always wanted to surround myself with people like that because Jesse already has a great mentor and who we've talked about a few times, that's David Carpenter. But I've just loved getting to spend time with her and her team because they help to actually sharpen myself and my team even more just by being around them. So we're constantly bouncing off all kinds of sales ideas with each other. So Jesse, let's talk a little bit about mindset. So the whole time that you've been in insurance and in the other opportunities, you know, uh, mindset has played a huge role in what's helped you be successful. I mean, to go to say yes like that when your rent isn't paid and your registration's not renewed, you've got to have a pretty strong mindset. You got to have a lot of belief in yourself. So, what are some things that you do to keep your mindset sharp? Yeah, and guys, this takes a while to identify too. So I've tried many different things. Um, but for me, like the biggest thing is working out. Um, I, I call it like my therapy, but it really is time for me to like shut off. I do not take phone calls. I do not text. Like it's me versus me in there. And, um, I, you know, it's, it's time for me to like fill my cup and that's where I kind of sit with myself and deal with personal things. But outside of that, I've been obviously working on it a lot, but like a good morning routine. Um, I've noticed things that have helped are obviously like podcasts, reading, journaling, which has been very powerful. I've been able to really dissect like my feelings and my emotions and come up with solutions and things like that. But um, there's a lot of different things you can do to help with your mindset. It's a constant get, it's something that's constantly going to improve over time and something to work on over time. Well, fitness is huge. Going to the gym regularly is huge for your mindset. I'm sure everyone would agree. Have you ever had periods where you, you slacked off a bit and you didn't go to the gym for a period? And, and how did that affect you? Oh, yeah. Yep. It, <laughs> I, you can just tell it hanging around me. It affects me. Yeah. My mom, when I was younger, whenever I'd be in a mood she's like go run go for a run so it's just always been like my therapy yeah. so you catch yourself what like overthinking things or mm-hmm. getting depressed or being anxious like what what emotions do you feel coming up when you when you haven't been exercising biggest thing is just drain like there's so much that i that we do on a day-to-day basis joe to like we're constantly pouring into people and um it's easy sometimes to forget to take care of yourself, but that's like, I, I show up my best self when I take care of Jesse first and then I, I come to work. So I, I have to do it in the morning or else I know I won't do it after work. Um, so just prioritizing me time, even when there's so much to do, like checklists are really important. Um, I have like a journal now where I 
block out my hours of every day. And that's been very helpful as well. So it sounds like it, it might not even always be the actual act of working out, but it's, it's more that you're making a daily constant commitment to do something for you before you get in the field all day. And before you start taking calls with people on your team and going to meetings and doing all the different stuff that you have to do, you make a point to do something that keeps you sharp mentally and to do yeah. something self care for you. Right. Yeah. And it wasn't always like that. Cause that when I first started, I was like business, 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 I gotta make money. I gotta make money. And that is where I've noticed it's been defeating for me. So I had to learn to create boundaries. It's okay to tell everyone, Hey, I'm, I'm checking in at 10. Please do not text me or don't expect a text back or a call before 10. Like that's me time. So setting boundaries was really um, something that took me a while to understand when I did start in business. Yeah. And when you do set those boundaries, you make sure you're taken care of because if you don't make sure you're taken care of and if you're doing everything on everybody else's time, well, eventually that's going to drain you out to the point where you you can't really be at 100%. You probably can't even be at 90%. Yeah. And then they're they're not going to be getting the the best version of you as a leader. So exactly. yeah, that's super important. Okay, well, throughout everything you've done, Jesse, what would you say is like just the most valuable lesson that you've ever had to learn in life that you feel like you'd like to share with the rest of the world? Yeah, valuable lesson. Um, I mean, I, I said it before, but I, I do feel like this is very valuable is um, always being a student. Like you, you got to put your ego aside, you got to be humble, you got to be willing to learn from other people. And um, it's, t it's taken me really far in my career and even outside of my career. So um, my advice for anyone is if whatever you start a new venture, like just trust the process, be a student always, um, ask questions, take notes, be on time. Yeah. Love it. I love it. Always be a student. Well, Jesse, it's been incredible having you on the show today. And for people who want to connect with you and want to build a strong relationship with you, what's the best way for people to, to reach out to you and get in touch with you? Yeah, on my Instagram, it's uh, Jesse Holland, two Ds underscore. I have a link in my bio. It's my website. You can submit your information there or just go ahead and DM me. Okay, so it's at Jesse Holland with another D and then underscore. Mm -hmm. So J-E-S-S-I-E-H-O-L-L-A-N-D-D -S -S -E -D underscore. Yes. Got it. All right, awesome. Well, Jesse, thank you so much for being on the show today. Your story is incredible. Thank you, Joe.